Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I know this this episode is going to be a wild ride, so hold on, hold your horses. <laughs> I have Danielle from Her Messy Bun here, who is a creative consultant. So, you know, we got to start with a, uh, if you like it, like it. What is your favorite wormhole of the internet? What's your favorite thing happening on the internet right now? My favorite thing on the internet is the memes that are going around, like the video memes, where they just like depict exactly how you feel about what you're doing, like your specific niche, or just like um, how you feel about working in general. So like any of the Pascal videos that are going around, those absolutely me. obsessed. I mm-hmm. So do you get those on, is it CapCut or can you do that on TikTok? I, I don't use a TikTok. <laughs> you got to tell me oh how my- it works. <laughs> Uh, it's all through CapCut, yes. which I think like needs to be talked about more because CapCut is there for every social media platform. Yeah. But yeah, you just go in and you go to their templates and you can search like any like ambiguous title and like these popular trending memes pop up and you can just add it in and edit them. I highly recommend though, like adding the text later on into like the mm. other, you know, so that way you can like reuse them. But yeah, it downloads it and then you save it and it's on your photo album for reuse whenever you want. Yeah, I think it's been an interesting yeah. progression with the memes um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like that started on TikTok, right? Where like half of your video was mm-hmm. literally someone else's video. Like I remember the, oh, what was it? It was like this guy throwing a, uh, a, a pan. Yeah, a, bu- a bucket. Yeah. And then so it he was like scooping ice or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or it would hit yeah. someone in the head. Okay. So pretty much like he is like, it's a video of somebody like scooping either like ice or yeah. ice cream, like water stuff or, like, or the, something. The ice under. Yeah. And then throws the bucket and it like hits him. Yeah. Like it hits someone hit. in the head or it, I think there was yeah. like multiple things where it was like, it bounces off something. So number one, it like sounds like a beat and the like people were using mm-hmm. that as a, what is the song called? It's Teach like me how a, to Dougie. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. You're like, yeah. mm, I know. I know <laughs> that mid-2000s music. <laughs> Grew up on it. It's the, the start of Teach Me How to Dougie and it just kills yeah. me. I'm like, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go on with your photo montage. I think that was the first one for like small businesses, which as yeah. a creative consultant, I like really was like, shoving that to all of my my mm-hmm. uh, clients because I'm like this is perfect for you you like never know how to use like trends and stuff for for your business and like the photo montage ones are just chef's kiss baby it's so easy it's yeah, so, so good and the mm-hmm. fact that half of your video doesn't need to be you like that mm-hmm. makes it just makes life so much easier so much easier people yeah. were using you can like use it over and over again. yeah People were using yeah. like a video out their window with the Pascal one. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't that oh, yeah. wasn't an interesting video. That wasn't even of of them. That was just of him. Mm-hmm. Well, and like all of the ones where it's like the green screen, you don't even have to use a photo of yourself, which you shouldn't be using a photo of yourself. You use like a photo that represents what you do or what you're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. And like I think I use like a 
a photo of somebody else's office that's like totally like on point with what I wish mine looked like. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh my God, your office is beautiful. And I'm like, it's it's stock footage. <laughs> like, go on Canva. Go on Canva. Go find that. Go on freaking CapCut. Yeah. Find, find yeah. stock footage. If you like it, like it. All right. So Danielle, I need to know a little bit about your background because I actually do not know anything about how you got started in this world. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I know how I got started in this world. So (laughs) what part of the world do you want me to talk about? Because I can, I do have ADHD, so I can like veer off and I can have like a very specific. Okay. So first I need, what do you do before entrepreneurship? Okay. So I... I am a trained graphic designer and marketer. Okay, And I did it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did it for 10 years. I graduated with my degree. I like got into the corporate world. I was like on par for getting like the big bucks. You were going to make partner. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was going to be, or in the graphic design world, it's like the the creative uh, director. I was like on par to getting that. To make director. And- yeah. Then what did you, how did you quit? When did you quit? So I actually started dating my now husband um, probably like six months before I actually left the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And we were friends for like four years. And this is, I promise it's important to know this, but so we were like <laughs> friends for four years prior to it. So, and we both went to design school. Like we both, like we were into the same one. So like we knew each other and he was a freelance graphic designer and I was like, is this important what? or do I just have ADHD? Don't know. <laughs> no, it's important. And I'm sitting there watching him, like just living his like best life, waking up at 10 a.m. Like, oh, we want to go out tonight. And I'm like, dude, it's already nine o'clock. And I'm like 25 <laughs> years old. I'm like, no, I need to go to bed. And I'm like living this like old person's life, a life I did not want for myself. And I was exhausted. And I'm just like, fuck this. Like I want your life. So I told him like six months into it. I'm like, I think I'm going to quit. First of all, I'm miserable. Second of all, Bob over there just keeps stealing my ideas and getting credit for it. (laughs) Even though I've said it in the last like 10 meetings, then I would get in trouble. (laughs) Bob, go home, Bob. And like, I would get in trouble for like not doing the stuff. And I just hated waking up and like having a panic attack about going to work. Yeah. So we went to, uh uh-huh. So we went to Belize and I told them then I'm like, it's, I'm coming home and I'm going to put my two weeks in. And he was like, do it, but do it on a Friday. And I was like, why? And he goes, cause then this way, if they, if they're like, goodbye, like at least you get the whole week's pay and then whatever else they want to give you, if they give it to you, I'm like, oh, good idea. Well, apparently me and corporate America had the same idea. And that Friday morning I had my paper of my two weeks notice and they had, Hey, Danielle, can you come to my office really quick? And I was like, yeah, no big deal. Cause like HR was always like that. And so I walked in and I see somebody that's not my direct boss, but is one of the bosses. And I was like, I'm about to get paid to quit. So I'm like, just shove. Yeah. So they fired me the same day I was going to put my two weeks notice in. Like I had my paper in my pocket ready to go. And they were like, so your position's no longer going to be here. And, but here's your severance package. And I was like, okay. I'm like trying to like act sad. And, um, yeah, so they they like kickstarted my uh, freelance business. Wow, how mm-hmm. did you feel yeah. about that? Like, what was your 
was it a moment of, wow, this is all lining up? Or was it like, I don't know, internally, what were you thinking? I think like, well, I, I cried happy tears. <laughs> like I was like so relieved because it, there was this like moment of like, hey, I need to talk to this guy I've been dating for six months and be like, if my freelance doesn't, we're living together now. Like if my freelance doesn't go like par, go to par, <laughs> if I don't make partner. Right, or don't um, partner. <laughs> but yeah, but I was like, you know, like realistically, you might have to help me with my bills. Not that I want to, but like, right. that's like what it's like. We're living together. Right. And um, so I had like that in my mind. And as soon as they were like, here's your severance, severance package, I was like relief, like just mm. unbelievable relief. And like, also, haha, like I screwed you guys over. Cause like, <laughs> if you would have just waited one more hour, you wouldn't yeah. have had to pay me to leave. Right. And um, yeah, so I think it was just like a combination of like, way to one up me again, way to steal my thunder, but thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like literally that same, that weekend, I had already had my business plan ready. Like I knew how wow. to reach clients. I was already, I already had clients. I was already doing things. So it kind of just like fell into play for me. That's amazing. I would love to hear more about the progressions of your business, like the seasons of your business. What has changed and modified since you first started in the business world versus now? Because there's a lot, there's a lot of rules out there that we all try to follow in the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's like important to know I started off as a graphic design, freelance graphic designer. So I was taking clients, but then I also had a product business. So I was making handmade candles and selling them. Who are you? So I was doing both. (laughs) I know. Um, So um, I think the progression and like the ups and downs was like, okay, well, you don't want to talk. Like I, TikTok was not around when I started. And Mm -hmm. so, and so Instagram was more like photo based. And yeah. I'm like, how many photos of fucking candles can I post out there? You know, <laughs> like, like there's only so many like that you can do. And they were all the same as everybody else. And I was like, I need to find something different to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also didn't want just like the, this co- weird combination of like, here's a graphic design photo. Here's a, here's <laughs> a, a candle. Here's this, here's, you know, so that's social media sucked for me during that time. Cause I was so confused and so lost. And so I leaned towards the beauty aesthetic of candles mm. versus like what I actually knew I was going to um, progress into. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if anything that taught me to like always follow my gut mm-hmm. because I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to follow my gut and I didn't because I, I, instead I followed what other people were doing. Yeah. So I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to myself. And I, even though I'm like a professional in the field of like knowing how to market my, like other people's businesses, it was like marketing your own business was this like weird moment until TikTok came around. And I was like, no, this is my jam. And like, hopped on that bandwagon. Yeah. And it was, that's when I knew I needed to sell my candle business. So I mm. did. Yeah. Sold that and stuck with just the creative consulting. And how did you find a buyer? Point, how does that work? Oh, it was so easy. It was like, I pretty much announced on TikTok, like, Hey, I'm going to be selling my candle business. If anybody's interested in buying it. And I, right away I had like 15 different offers. What did those offers mm-hmm. look like? Like, tell me more. So one person was just like, I want to, um, I just want your name. And I was like, Oh, I'm not selling my business name because at Uh the time I didn't realize like what it meant. 
yeah. to be like, it was an accidental, like, um, it was an accidental slur. Like I meant it as like, I w- I'm not even going to say it here, but I was using it as like, in like a raw form of like what the definition meant. And like, when I found out what it actually meant, like to other people, I was like, Ooh, not selling oh the name. So I had to like, yeah. So I had to like, we, I still own that, uh, URL. So no one else can, but wow. I, yeah, it, I mean, it was like an, it was a complete accident because it means two very, very, very different things. <sighs> and, um, somebody had talked to me about it and was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, there's like, it's a, a slur in my world. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden that was like coming to, <gasps> to life. And I was like, Oh fuck. So I'm like, well, I'm going to sell my business. I'm not going to sell the name. Like I'm. And so, yeah, I had people talk to me about it and like educate me on it. And I was like, totally like, yep. Understand. Like yeah. I didn't use that name at all on, on TikTok. I compl- I switched it over right away on all my other platforms, like got rid of it as soon as I could. And then didn't have it on any of my branding anymore. Yeah. So like, while like, so while I still owned the URL, so no one else could like I was mm-hmm. already in the process of like weeding and like getting rid of it mm-hmm. and then I hired a, a consultant that actually helps white female creators be more inclusive and I told I was like okay well how like I never want to make that mistake again yeah how can you help me and like she like t- completely like she was like, well, the first thing is like, you can talk about the fact that you still own that because yeah. you don't want other people to purchase it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know if I will talk about that because I yeah. don't want it to look like a savior moment. But like, right, right. I'm like, yeah. So I was like, okay, like, and here I am talking about it. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so yeah, I just like sold my business to like the people and I had to weed out whether or not they would still buy it without the name. So I had people like being like, I will give you, I want all of it because I was in stores all across mm. America. Wow. They're, yeah. So I, they how were many like, stores were you in? I was in, I think at my highest, I got to like 22 boutiques that were constantly purchasing from me. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I would make, I mean, I was like making consistent income yeah. from them and like, I didn't need my graphic design business, but I didn't long story short, I couldn't keep making candles as a mom because I was using wine bottles and like Mm. cutting them. And so it was like just too much and too dangerous. And then my son was allergic to scents and fragrances. Oh my God. (laughs) This literally has to go. I love that you're having these like big moments of this has to go, this has to go, this has to go. And it's like all Mm -hmm. so situational. Yeah. And looking back at it, it's like it, had to otherwise I was like only like not listening to my values yeah you know like I wasn't listening to and being who I was instead I was like listening to the money Mm -hmm. and I think like I'm always going to I'm always going to listen to my values over the money Mm -hmm. so and like I mean you get it I you I get it have you ever had people like reach out to you be like you should be charging so much more than you do and you're like I get that all the every time. Every damn day. <laughs> every day. And I'm like, mm, I'm good. Like, I don't need a, <laughs> I don't need someone else to go broke in order to work with me. Okay. Like, I want to talk good. about this. I want to talk about, I knew this conversation would be good. Okay. I want to talk about this <laughs> because I think there's a balance between the limiting belief of, I don't think I'm worth charging more. Like I'm mm-hmm. setting my rates at 
bargain basement prices versus Mm -hmm. I want to be affordable. And I've also heard the argument of, you know, get out of their wallet. You don't know what's affordable or not. So I don't know. What are your your thoughts on that? What was the progression? Okay. So my thoughts on it are the fact that like, first of all, there's so many people out there that are telling you to charge your worth, Mm -hmm. but like, okay, so your worth is a hundred dollars. Your worth is $2,000. Your worth is $10,000. Like telling people what your worth is and like charging based off of what you're worth is very like is still an exchange for money, like Mm -hmm. your time for money. So to me, you can't charge your worth because you are worth so much more than you will ever believe that you are. You know what I mean? So to say like, yes, charge your worth. It's like, okay, well, how much am I worth though? Like now you're just adding more, more like limiting beliefs to people Mm -hmm. because when it doesn't happen for them, they're not going to believe they're worth that. Mm -hmm. And then now they're also questioning how, what they're worth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't charge for what you're worth charge for what the value is worth. Yes. You know? So I made close to $10,000 and I could have made more, but I, like I said, I listened to my values and I was like, no, um, like there's a lot of like guidelines that I wanted to like stick to. And I wanted to find somebody that would a hundred percent stick to that. So from the sale itself, which was literally just like, they get my contracts for, um, for all the businesses was $10,000. Wow. That's but crazy. they had to like, they didn't get any of my candles. They didn't get any of my materials. Yeah. They didn't get like, I didn't ship anything to them. I ended up giving that to um, a friend of a friend who wanted to start their own candle business. And oh. now, had, yeah. So I was able to donate all of my materials to a now um, black owned business that sells candles. That's amazing. City. Did you give yeah. them in, in this 10 grand purchase, you had the contracts, but did you also give them like a vendors list? Yeah. So it was no, literally okay. just for my vendors list. Mm-hmm. So they got no, the con- but like the for your materials, like vendors of your materials. Distributors. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that right? Distributors. Yeah. But yes, they got the vendors list and they got the, the shop list. So they got it. All, like, how did you come to that number? It was like, it was with a lot of discussion. So I could have gotten like $30,000 for it. Yeah. And my husband and I were like, this person seems like really sketchy. And like, I don't want to make sure that like, well, first of all, I want to make sure that the money exchange would happen. Yeah. Right. And then the second thing is, is that I wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be um, longevity of oh my gosh, I can't believe you sent this person to me. Like I wanted it to be trustworthy. I wanted Mm -hmm. everything to be like cohesive. And so I found, yeah. So I found a creator that was, that resembled me and like my, how I speak to people, my values, Mm. my everything. And at the end of the day, they were like, this is all I can afford right now. Mm -hmm. This is the only budget that I have for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'll change my life if you say yes. And I was like, okay done that's great the other person was like I mean I'm gonna need this detail and this detail and this and I was like you're gonna get nothing (laughs) so (laughs) I don't like you so I'm not giving you anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean you gotta think like depending on how you um nourish those relationships I'm sure if I didn't have kids I could have nourished those relationships to like double and triple and Mm -hmm. quadruple with time you know yeah and 
now you're on TikTok. I'm on timeline. Let's go. <laughs> now you're on TikTok. Yeah. So I'm on TikTok and I start her messy bun. So I re- I joined as just myself and then I created a her messy bun account because I was like, uh-huh. I know I want to start a podcast because I, I joined TikTok right in January of 2020. So uh-huh. everything shut down in March of 2020. And I was like, oh, let me have my personal life on, on TikTok and like, yeah. let me just have fun with it. But then I, March came and everybody was like, Danielle, Danielle, like help me. How did you do this? How did you find the stores? How did you, wow. how did you balance working from home? Cause all these people were now working from home mm-hmm. and like, how did you balance this? And how did you do this? And I was like, okay, well, how can I, how can I help people without giving away hours and hours and hours and hours of my time? And then not being able to be there for my husband and my, mm-hmm. my children and not be there for my businesses and my clients that I still have. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's where I was like, oh, I'm going to do uh, the podcast. And I call it, I'm going to call it her messy bun because a lot of us are moms. And a lot of times when you get shit done, you're throwing your hair up in a messy bun to like get it done and like try and achieve this. And like when you're feeling lost and confused, you you usually have a messy bun. And when you're like overwhelmed and not sure the next steps, it's like, okay, take a deep breath, pull your hair up, like let's get to business. And I feel like her messy bun was like always the start is, is almost always the start of a woman's journey of doing anything. What does your work schedule look like? My, at like the highest amount of hours I'll work in a day is like five hours. And at the lowest is like one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's on average. And I don't work Fridays. How did you Mm -hmm. come to that? What was the progression? Because I'm sure you had an overkill before you had a, reel it back moment. I think my like, my main progression was that when I first my first year of, of entrepreneurship, I was working like 15 hours a day, because mm-hmm. I was searching like how to be an entrepreneur and how to work mm-hmm. for yourself and what's the best habits and all this stuff. And it was literally like toxic productivity, just like yeah. seeping out of their pores at you. And I was burning out left and right. And then right. my husband um, was like, you're not like you're get off your phone. Like you're right. you don't need to be attached to your phone. And so I was like, all right, well, then I need to figure out a different way. And like, I don't know how I can do all of this stuff that I'm doing without working 15 hours a day. And so Mm -hmm. I started really um, tracking what I was doing, how I was feeling, where my energy was. And like, I realized I was doing a lot of busy work to help me feel like I was working. Mm. And the busy work was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And my, when I was feeling good, I was able to work and get so much stuff done within that short period of like within a short period of time when mm-hmm. I was feeling good. The hard part was I was feeling so good. I didn't want to like end that ride mm-hmm. that I would, bur- I would lead, I would drive it right into burnout again, no matter how mm-hmm. good I felt. So mm-hmm. I kept reevaluating, reevaluating. What's your human design? I don't know. I like what? never take the test. I think I'm like the only person in this world of like, fo- like of follow like your intuition and work around your energy. And I've owners. never taken it. And I've never taken it. I don't think so, at least. Like, which one's that one? Is that like the Birth NPRF time. or <laughs> <laughs> NPR? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the IMDb of the thing? <laughs> Dash J? I'm dead. Um, yeah. No, that's the birth time, birth date city that you're born. And it'll tell you if you're a manifester, a projector, a reflector, Ooh. a 
Don't you want to know just for the sake of the name? <laughs> no, because I'm not. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I get to decide. I can my, like based off of my mood. I'm a Virgo, so I'm never wrong. No, I I guess like I I I want to believe I'm one, and then I want to believe that I'm all of them. So I don't know if I'm. I'm also like I said, I have ADHD. So for me to take a test, it's a like station in and of itself. Yeah, well, and then I can also manipulate how I feel because I mirror oh, how I feel based off of other people. But it's just oh, your it's birthday. just your birthday. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You can take it for me. <laughs> you're a manifester, meaning that. that you're a fire starter. Okay. So you start the ideas, but you don't have a never-ending supply of energy of work Ooh, and I work around yeah. mine <laughs> yeah that's too funny See, welcome you're welcome to a new hyperfixation <laughs> uh, let me write it down really quick so I it, don't forget it it all makes sense <laughs> it all makes sense okay where do we need to go is the question <laughs> oh we were yeah, talking about so, your work your work day yeah so I work um I went from working 15 hours a day, seven days a week, to working three to four hours a day, about four hour, four days a week, mm-hmm. sometimes five, depending on like what's involved. Um, and that's five, five days or five, five hours. Mm-hmm. And um, that came into life because for multiple reasons, but the main one that kept me hardcore at like three hours a day for three days a week was because I had a son And I was like, I need to be able to work when I have him, like Mm -hmm. with him and Mm -hmm. I'm working from home. So my dad said he would be able to give me three hours a day, every like three days a week, Mm -hmm. every week. And he would just come over and hang out with him while I did what I needed to do. And so I reevaluated like how to work around that. And like on, I knew on Mondays when he would come over, I would feel like, like a boss, like, okay, let's get organized. Mm -hmm. Let's understand what I need to do. And I would work in that category. And then on Tuesdays, when he would come over, I would be in this like creative mindset. And I'm like, yes, I want all my creative juices going. So anything that fell under this creative mindset world, I would have for Tuesdays. And then on Wednesdays, I was like, where do I, where am I now? Let's do a follow-up and let's do a check-in. And on Wednesdays, I would like do follow-up, follow through and like reevaluate and see where I was. And Mm -hmm. then I just kind of kept doing that over and over and over again to the point where every single day I did not do busy work. Mm -hmm. I did exactly what needed to get done with a little extra in order to prep for next week. And then next week turned into a month. And then Mm -hmm. a month at one point I was like, I was good to go for like two months in advance because I was, and that was off of just three hours a day. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like helping other people figure out how to do that as well. You know what I love about that is that you're not switching between different sides of your brain because I think that that's yeah. – this is my problem right now is that my schedule is so full and I'm bouncing between things that I feel like a pinball machine. And I think that yeah. I really – like this is truly my current issue. I need to just set up my schedule. I need to just make it so that here is the time block for creativity. Mm-hmm. I am creative today. Here is the time block for meeting face to face with people. That is a different, that is a different skill set. And we're not Mm going to jump between the two because my brain is not going to have it. 
Mm-hmm. Good. I think you definitely need to do that. I think everybody needs to do that because what you're doing when you are jumping between, you're not mm-hmm. able to give a hundred percent of your energy to the thing that your energy wants to go towards. And I just talked about this on my last episode. I was like, imagine waking up being so excited to like create this beautiful painting or this beautiful whatever. And you're so excited to do it. And then you're not allowed to. Yeah. And you have to now go do something extremely analytical, something that's completely opposite of what you woke up so excited to do and go ahead and make sure that you do it and you do it with excitement and you do it with joy and you do it with at your best ability and you don't make any mistakes. Do you think that's going to happen? No. Like you're going to make mistakes. You're going to change your mood. You're going against the grain. You're not going to be able to work with your energy there because your energy is not towards it. Your mood's not Mm -hmm. towards it. You're like, you're just like really setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. So then you start bouncing between different things, right? And then you start going here and you go in there. And like, as humans, we are, habits are built into us, right? Mm -hmm. We are, we love habits, even if they're bad habits, we love Love habits. And we're creatures of habit. And so every Monday morning, if you're going to wake up and you're going to like dread the like your Monday and you're going to be so miserable and worried about like guilt tripped about Mondays, like maybe don't do the stuff that you think you have to get done on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Maybe save that for a different day. Maybe mm-hmm. do a little less on Mondays and stick to your bare minimum routine. Like mm-hmm. you're working at your different energy levels. And if every Monday you wake up, you don't like it, like stick to the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And I talk about how the bare minimum should always be your starting point. It should be your low energy mm-hmm. level of life. Like, and that's not saying like, oh, go sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing. No, it's like, you understand things have to get done. What is the bare minimum that mm-hmm. I can do? And those habits at a bare minimum level are going to allow you to keep those habits going. Because mm-hmm. again, we're creatures of habit So if you're trying to create a new one and this new habit is so convoluted and so overwhelming and so hard for you to do when you are sick, when you are burnt, like going into burnout, when you're exhausted, when you're doing like the hopping back and forth, do you really think you're going to be able to do that new habit? No, you, you need when you, right. So your habits that you are trying to create and like the schedules that you're trying to create should all everything that you are trying to create should be based off of a like the bare minimum. So low energy, medium energy and high energy. And it should mm-hmm. all start from that bare minimum level and grow from there. And that's what I've been teaching for like three years to people. I, I think the mistake that so many people make is that they set their goals for their highest self. And mm-hmm. you better believe we ain't at our highest self all the time. Yeah. So I love this yeah. premise. Set your of goals like for your start. lowest self. Yeah. Set your goals for your lowest yeah. self. Set yeah. your goals take for your lowest self. That person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take care of that person. That person needs that hug. That person needs you more than your highest self does. Your highest take self got it. <laughs> She's got yeah. it covered. <laughs> She's got it covered. You're good there. So take care of your lowest self. So what is your biggest tip for? just making that switch because I think that's so we make that so hard saying Mm -hmm. you know okay all of a sudden I I can just make that change like I hear all the time but how do you do that how do you do that well you just do it so what's your yeah what's your piece of mindset advice 
My mindset advice for that would be, I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time is morning pages. So the way I do morning pages is so different than the original way because mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about like, morning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So morning pages is an original concept from the artist way, which is a book by, oh, of course, I'm not going to remember her name because wait, Jul- Julian Cameron. Oh, the book's right there behind me. But the artist way created this like process of waking up so early in the morning mm-hmm. in the dark. Don't do anything. The first thing you do is you brain dump everything like, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of shadow work and it's a lot of, it can be a lot of negativity. And so it's just to get all of that stuff out and then do that for conscious stream of thought for 30 minutes or for three pages and then mm-hmm. go on with your day. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in case I have not said it at all during this call or in this interview, I have ADHD. So that does not work for me. <laughs> I have like, I need something to like help me make it more entertaining. Cause I can't wake up and do and like drain my dopamine. I need to wake up and get dopamine. And so I created a really like low energy routine for myself of all of the like small, cute kisses that I love that like, mm, yep, here you go. You can do this. And then um, I, I set my intentions. I create, like, I always use the same journal that's like, makes me so happy, not a throwaway one, which is mm-hmm. recommended for you. I go based off of a prompt that either I've created for myself. Like I ask my, myself, what are you feeling today? And like, this is mm-hmm. what started like five, six years ago. What are you feeling today? And I would ask myself these certain questions and like, what needs to get done in the business? Something like a prompt to kind of get you started within mm-hmm writing because you can't sometimes you you just sit there and you're like I don't know what to write like yeah. what's my conscious stream of thought and she does recommend like literally write I don't know what to write until mm-hmm. something comes out because mm-hmm. that's your conscious thought right so I shifted it towards you know get comfortable do something that like makes you happy in the morning surround yourself with other creatives so you can do it with me as a group and we can all together like laugh in the morning, celebrate our wins, be hold each other accountable for getting this like brain dump, hot chaos mess mm-hmm. down on paper, reconnect with who you are and who you want to be versus who you think you have have to be mm-hmm. and like find the confidence within yourself again, like quiet that imposter syndrome by reconnecting and answering these questions and then allow yourself to face what doesn't want to be faced. And mm-hmm. that is what's in this journal. And a lot of times it is the way that I have it set up with the questions. A lot of times you can get marketing material. A lot of times you can get business ideas. A lot of times you can realize you need a business shift. A lot of times mm-hmm. you can break down your goals into bare minimum tasks. A lot of times, so it's like a learning process, but you're self-coaching. Like I'm guiding you to self-coach yourself in this process of tapping into your intuition. Mm-hmm without burning yourself out and then also setting yourself up for the day. I think this self-coaching thing is so important as an entrepreneur too because I, when I first started, the, and this is like partially a limiting belief, but I'm going to speak it out anyway. Go so ahead. when I first yeah. started, I didn't want to do long-term clients because I was like, I've given you all that I can give. Like, what do you mean? You just need to go now. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd work with them a couple of times, but it was like, well, if you can't execute, then like, I can't make you execute. There's, there's nothing that I can do right. there. And I think it comes back to like, you really don't need, you don't need me to tell you how you can look internally. And that doesn't negate the, the help that is coaching and the wonder that is actually having right. a conversation with someone that, yeah. n- that has the experience, but it's, 
your intuition has to be first, has to be first. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, who are you listening to? Everybody else and not yourself. Like you're not, you're not paving your own path. You're paving, you're like weeding other people's paths that they like created for you. Yeah. You know? Right. So, so that would be my biggest tip. And you can do that solo. You don't have to do that with me. So Mm -hmm. writing in a sense of like figuring out how to like what questions you have to ask yourself and figuring that out would be my absolute biggest tip. And like at that, those questions should look like, what kind of energy do I have? What, Mm. what are my moods today? Reevaluate how you feel, Mm -hmm. understand how you feel every single day, understand Mm -hmm. how you think every single day, and then look at it. And like, you'll be able to transform how you work because you're already creating this roadmap of how you work, Mm -hmm. you know? So by processing how you actually work, like how you work, unless you know, and, and have processed it, how you work is RBF. You have no idea. Mm. So you need to figure out how that is. And that's as simple as writing it down, tracking mm-hmm. it, typing it up. Like you can do it. You can track it in Notion. You can track it in a journal. You can track it on Post-its and like leave them up. You can go mm-hmm. old school, but like, but just track how you work and what you enjoyed about the day and what you didn't enjoy about the day. And then figure out from there, oh, at my happiest, I can like talk to clients. I can interview people. I can be on other people's podcasts. I can, at my happiest, I can do this. So I know on Wednesdays, I tend to be in my most outgoing mode. And so I will work with clients on Wednesdays. I will be, I will accept interviews on Wednesdays. I will give on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursdays, I tend to be more within myself. So I only like give a few hours. So like, I know that on Thursdays, I have like a few hours to just be like on point and giving, giving, giving. And then I want to go into creating. Mm -hmm. Like I want to like, I, I realized that my emotions for giving are more so like creating for somebody and value Mm -hmm. versus showing up for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'll learn, like you'll figure it out. I also have a masterclass if you want to take it and go from and like need help learning how to do it, but you are able to figure it out yourself as well. It just could take longer. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to hear more about this masterclass. Tell me, tell me more tell you more. So my masterclass is called Work Intuitively Masterclass. It pretty much teaches you the ins and outs of how to understand your moods, how to understand your energy. You'll learn what intuitive work looks like. You're going to be able to figure out, have you ever like, like lost motivation or only worked on um, like adrenaline? And you're like, as soon as the adrenaline runs out, you like start crashing and like second guessing yourself. Like, is this what I want to be doing? Like, maybe I need to start something else because I'm not enjoying this anymore. It's don't really going to teach don't, you. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to teach you how to like create that momentum for yourself again, because a lot of times when you work around your energy, there's a natural momentum that comes into play because you're going with the grain, like I was trying to say earlier. So you're creating the momentum when you're working and listening to your yourself. And so this is like, so pretty much, I'm just going to like list off everything about it. So you're going to learn how to create an intuitive work schedule based solely on the ebbs and flows of your energy and motivational levels. 
You're going to learn how to create momentum when the adrenaline or excitement fades. You're going to learn how to track your moods and work around your energy, including your cycle. And if you don't get a cycle, we'll talk about like the moon and how like the moon really does affect you, even though like scientists want to make you or people want to make you think like you, it doesn't affect you. It does. But overall, it's going to like teach you how to reclaim your days again and like work the way you want to work and not, you know, when you are trying to like, when you lose track and bounce back and forth, you're not owning your own day. Mm -hmm. And really, in order to work in a shorter periods of time, which there are so many studies and so many like evolutions within like work, why a four hour workday is like the best for everybody. Mm -hmm. This will help you learn how to do it around you and your own schedule and how you act, like how to do it for yourself and not based off of what somebody else is telling you to do, you know? So it's going to help you transform your days and not copy and paste what other people are doing. I think you just sold me. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. So I'll drop the, I'll drop the information down in the show notes so that you can jump in, learn more about Danielle's awesome. new program. So for your audience specifically, if everybody goes to that your link in your show notes and they decide that they want to purchase and learn how to work intuitively and learn how to reclaim their days and work around their energy, if they use coupon code Harley at checkout, they will get it for $67 instead of $99. And it's an hour of the masterclass. And at the end of the hour, there's a huge gift. So it's not just like me talking at you, you like actually get things out of it. And I want to keep that gift a little bit of a surprise. So you know what I as you were talking about it, I was like, okay, program, brace yourself, it's gonna be a bigger number. And then you said 67. And I was like, Oh, Okay, no brainer. I'm in. <laughs> I was already in before, but like <laughs> your worth is endless. And yeah. so when people guide you to charge your worth, like do I know that this masterclass is worth so much more? Absolutely. But do I think that the value of it is worth people getting at this price? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think people deserve to learn how to not burnout. And I, mm-hmm. uh, if my value is to teach you to go from burnout to breakthrough and to like help you understand your environment and how you want to be a better person, I truly believe that charging, charge with your values, charge with your, like your, your values, what you know, and what you are able to provide mm-hmm. and how you make somebody feel like, what do you want to make people feel? Mm-hmm. Do you want to make them feel like nervous to go into this because they want that end result? Or do you want them to feel confident going into it? And like, yes, there are some people that $1,000 equivalates to $10, mm-hmm. but you're not your target audience. I, I'm, I'm a true believer that there's no such thing as a target audience. You might be speaking to one person, mm-hmm. but the algorithms don't target that one person. Oh no! The algorithm targets who is ev- whoever looks up that stuff that you mm-hmm. talk about. Whoever like stays on a post just a little too long. Whoever yeah. else uses those hashtags. Whoever else is looking up those things or talking about those things or uses the similar vibe as you. And so, if you 
you have a responsibility as well to make sure that you understand that like there is no such thing as a target audience nowadays because while you might be talking to a person that a thousand dollars is like petty cash to them Mm -hmm. there is still people out there that and the majority of the people that are going to see your stuff that can't afford that and that's okay that's like nothing against them but you have to understand like you're not just you're there's no such thing as a targeted ad anymore Mm -hmm. based off of how much somebody makes Yeah, there's no there's no way to bring someone to your yard that like is just in one income bracket. Exactly. Especially because that's so internalized too. Like money things are so internalized. You never know. Yeah. I think that was the biggest fight for me is like, get out of their wallet. Get out of their wallet. You don't know. You don't know. Right. Well, let's let's wrap it here because I feel like you just gave me such a wonderful you gave me an exit strategy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta leave, gotta leave, gotta leave. This baby is too much for me. Well, okay. Your workshop is in the show notes. Where Thank else can you. we find you? I appreciate that. You can come hang out with me on TikTok for as long as it lives at her.messy.bun. <laughs> um, you can also find me on pretty much any social media platform at her messy bun but specifically the two places i'm gonna hang are tiktok and lemon eight it's a new app in case you haven't heard of it and at hermessybun.com. if you love this episode rate it tell us about it in the dms thank you for hanging out and we'll catch you next time <laughs>